0: Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Made of Things, the podcast where myself, the host, Antonio Maria Correia, talk about things that I like, and then I talk to the people who made them. It's a pretty simple premise. And uh, this week on the show, we have Mac Macon. Uh, If you don't know who Mac Macon is, then uh, no offense, but uh, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, No, no, seriously, no offense. Uh, But we are, in fact, doing something a little different this time, as we are doubling this episode with the Portuguese podcast Até Tenho Amigos Que São. It's a very convoluted name for English speakers, I know. But, you know, uh, consider this a podcast duo, uh, a dynamic duo, if you will. Hmm. I'm Batman. Sure, uh, and the reason why this is happening uh, is that both myself and Rodrigo Nogueira, who is the host of the Te tenho amigos que São podcast, have both been longtime fans of Superchunk, which is Max Band. So we decided to do this in tandem, and you can find the same conversation over there at his podcast. In fact, we've been friends, uh, Rodrigo and I, for almost a decade now, and uh, he even gave me a super chunk t-shirt for my birthday, for which uh, I am still thankful, uh, and uh, I wear it all the time. Uh, Actually, uh, the shirt has even cameoed on this podcast a a couple of weeks ago, on the X-Hex episode. So I uh, urge you to go check out Até Tenho Amigos Que São, if you speak Portuguese and haven't listened to the podcast yet, or if you are not Portuguese and want to find out Rodrigo's international guests, or if you don't speak Portuguese and you just want to be amused by the language and how it sounds. Well, you know, it's always a win-win situation. No risk, really. So, uh, I personally, it may be a waste of time though, <laughs> but it's not if you, if, you, if you understand the language. So, I personally started listening to Super Chunk in the mid-90s, ever since I saw the Watery Hands video on MTV. You know, uh, the one with David Cross and Janine Garofalo. And uh, if you haven't seen the video, uh, stop everything you're doing and go check it out. Uh, Actually, don't stop everything you're doing Because you might be driving And so don't stop driving Uh, You know, pull over And go check YouTube on your phone I don't want to be responsible for Any sort of uh, incident That happens to you, the listener Speaking of listening If you've never listened to a super chunk song Well, I don't mean to be pushy But what are you doing with your life? What are you listening to? Are you listening to the horse when it speaks in the grove? in the Grove. I should learn how to pronounce G's properly. Um, But, um, okay, so if this is going to be your first contact with the band and with Max Music, you know, don't let the jumpiness fool you. It may initially sound really happy, but it is, in fact, uh, really angst-driven. In some way, in some far-fetched way, it is equivalent to those Joy Division-inspired bands with their dancy beats and generally morose feel You know, in the sense that it has more to it than meets the eye. Or the ear, rather. Or any part of your body, Um, you know, there's definitely more to it than meets the shoulder blade. Hmm. But, you know, Superchunk is the band for which uh, Mac has been a frontman since, as uh, Taylor Swift would say it, 1989. And they're just fantastic. Uh, We're talking about the band that has probably never put out even, you know, as far as a moderately bad record. And uh, in uh, 2013, they put out I Hate Music, ironically titled, uh, which is still their latest album. And it's pretty much as good, if not better, even, than their previous work to date. And, uh, you know... For a band that's been around for 26 years, it's really impressive. You know, what have you learned in 26 years personally, you know? You should you should well, you should have learned to listen to Superchunk for once, but uh hey, you're here now, so here you are and it is what it is. In the case of you already being a Superchunk fan, which I hope you are, Hi guys, I'm talking to you! Uh, Then you're probably aware of Mac's other excellent band called Portostatic. But um, he is also very well known for being the founder of Merge Records. Merge is a music label and is home to bands such as Arcade Fire. Ever heard of Arcade Fire? Maybe? Maybe not? If you haven't heard of Arcade Fire, just, you know, might as well quit everything. And uh, they also they are also home to Dinosaur Jr. and Caribou and Spoon, Buzzcocks, Neutral Milk Hotel, Titus Andronicus, and Michael Cronin to name you know just a handful. You know, Arcade Fire, Dinosaur Jr., Caribou, Spoon, Buzzcocks, Neutral Milk Hotel, Titus Andronicus, Michael. Cronin. Okay, apparently your hand has eight fingers now. You know, evolution. <laughs> Great, eight fingers, sixteen fingers for everyone. Yay. So so hey, merge records is a pretty huge indie label, as far as indie la- labels go. It's it's huge. It's huge. Uh, Mac launched a not-really-foreseeable solo career this year, having put out an album called Non-Believers. Guys, it's a pretty great album. The whole thing is really very good, but I personally recommend the last song on it, which is called Come Upstairs. That is one amazing song. Uh, so you should really check that out. It was absolutely amazing to me to have Mac on the show, and I think the conversation, or... Convo, if you're hip, or ConCon, or Con if you're really hip, or maybe not so much, uh, but I think uh, the thing flowed really well, and it was also helpful and a pleasure to have uh, Rodrigo on as a co-host, and I hope he can do this again sometime soon. So, let's get straight to it, here is our conversation with the awesome Mac McCon. be an overlap or at least uh, or just we'll double we'll split it so it depends we'll, we don't know yet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might be sitting over there if you don't mind oh is yeah. that
1: okay yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no 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 just um. little trouble no uh, no trouble I just have to change my battery yeah. since normally I have like a pedal board with a power source and everything but I didn't want to fly with that whole thing yeah please would you please would um, move over oh, here oh yeah okay
0: so, so you just go face more frontwards okay and so it's a video podcast
2: yes it's a video it's a kind yeah. of a he does the video interviews which are smaller and then he turns he does the podcast which are longer interviews thank you for explaining my podcast
0: better <laughs> than myself <laughs> honestly honestly that's why he's here right
1: exactly. to explain your podcast and many other things that I won't be able to explain <laughs> no no uh, Okay, okay, Shinju, basically, what, what are you doing over there, Mac? Um, I'm changing the battery in my delay pedal.
0: Oh, what's uh, what? Uh, is that a car- carbon copy MXR?
1: It is. It's ah, it's, I can tell. <laughs> it's yeah, you can tell from the sparkles. Points for me. Yeah. Uh, it's my least favorite delay pedal. Oh really? But it's also my smallest delay pedal. Oh. So it's the one that I fly with when I'm flying somewhere with trying to fit everything in a suitcase. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. It does. It does the. It does the job. hmm. But not as well as. Uh, a couple other ones that I have that are just uh-huh. too much, too clunky uh-huh, to bring along. Yeah,
0: I remember last time uh, I did, I saw someone doing a, a solo show over here in Music Box. Uh, for, in, in terms of at least a uh, foreign artist was Ted Leo and he was using one of those. Oh, he was. Yeah,
1: yeah. Ted now Ted's preferred delay pedal, which he travels with. Uh huh. Is the biggest delay pedal you could bring with you, which is like a, travels with like a tape echo. Oh! In a, wow. And he has, I think, a specially made suitcase so he can carry two when one breaks because they break all the time. Anyway, I would never even try to do what he does with, uh-huh. the, with his delays, but clearly he wised up. And decided not to not <laughs> sure. to not to bring it to Portugal.
0: No, he maybe he maybe he has uh maybe sne- sneaks it into uh, Amy's luggage or something now. Right, yeah, right, or something. See, why else she's not noticing
2: When we was here, he wasn't with Amy. When he was here, yeah, of course. No, it was like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I went to the show and talked to I him. I know, I know, me too, me too. Uh, and because uh, um, he was actually on the on the the show I was doing. Um, and the um, so how are you, man?
1: Uh, are you this I'm is? A, I'm a little tired. Uh huh. I flew yesterday Uh and I walked around your city all day today. Excellent, excellent. It's, there's a lot of hills <laughs> in Lisbon. It's much hillier than I really Im- imagined that it would be. <laughs> yes. So I would look at something on the map and go like, well, that looks really close. I'll just do that. I'll just do that. And then I would get to the bottom of a giant <laughs> hill and just realize what was in store for me.
0: It's yeah. actually not that far, but not. You, you have to consider that you're going to Olympus in the, main, in the meantime. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like just walking uphill. And uh, it's actually very tiresome. Uh, uh, but, you know, is that... Uh, um, I heard you. You are you hungry now? Because it's almost dinner time, or less. Um, I hope you're not you aren't.
1: I'm not. I'm not terribly hungry. I had kind of a late lunch, and uh, I'm drinking a beer, which is uh-huh. an appetite suppressant, sure, as you exactly. know. <laughs> yes um But uh, no, I'm just you know just a little jet lagged so far, oh, okay, but. Okay.
0: Just checking on your on your well being. No, I'm basically. good. Okay, I'm okay. good. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And uh, and the um, and I heard you went to Ramiru uh, which is. Uh, 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 a seafood—how uh, to explain this? Mm-hmm. Uh, seafood and beer. Food and beer restaurant to foreign listeners. Yeah. Uh, how did you hear of uh, Chimin? I—I
1: I had read about it in like listings, but then I saw. Um, do you know Caitlin Rose, the singer? Uh, uh, she's from so Nashville. Oh, okay. I follow her on Instagram, and she posted a picture of it when she was here a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "That looks like the place I have to go." <laughs> uh, and then I read some more about it, and um, and so last night I went there. And traveling, dining by yourself, I, I enjoy dining by myself. Sure. But when you go a place to a place like Ramiro, where you want to try everything, it's difficult because then you have to eat everything by yourself. <laughs> yeah, and it was sure. I ate a lot of shellfish last night. <laughs> um, so Chaz, do I, you remember? Um, Perseus, Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and something that I don't... I, can you... Carniolas. Canivets. Carniolas. It's like a tiny like snail, like a big oh, uh, sea snail. Like with, a, with o- spines on it. Like a, like a bousiou. It's, uh,
0: yeah, it's, uh, uh,
1: it's a bousiou. It's like a,
0: a whelk, more or less. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the, the whelky, welk things. Like more, the... more or less a whelk. <laughs> more or yeah. less yeah. a whelk. Yeah. Yes, tiny whelks. I can not remember the name though, because there's there's like a. hundred. Time.
1: We don't in, have to type. in English, on the menu, they called it a murex, which I never, I don't know what that is. But anyway, it's like a whelk. Okay. okay. And um,
0: do you know, do you know who also likes percebes? I found out yesterday. Who? He told me, v- Wim Wenders, the the, the, ah. the film director. He's he's in, he, over here in Portugal. He told me like, oh, uh, I love percebes, and uh, I wish I could have percebes all every day of my life. And I wish there were some in Berlin. And, uh, so I asked, uh, so uh, have you had any? Uh, and of course, <laughs> and I just. arrived like two hours ago. <laughs> well,
1: I was, I was really looking forward to it because uh, it's something that you can't get at where I live. We have a lot of great seafood in North Carolina, but we don't have those. Um, and uh, where? where? What you guys uh, eat over there? Like lobsters, Atlantic, from uh, the Atlantic? Or something? The, in North Carolina, there's a lot of different kinds of fish. And... Um, there are a lot of shrimp though it's been it's been very overfished as you can imagine so um, it's harder and harder to get them but the shrimp fish blue crabs um, those are the main seafood things in North Carolina yeah
0: apparently fish is being substituted or replaced uh, by squid in the big oceans so apparently we're going to have a lot of squid for the next few decades
1: a lot of squid I hope you like it (laughs) you
0: better start liking it now man (laughs) but uh, but, um... so so, um, so uh, I'm not. I'm not going to ask. Rodrigo, uh, feel free to chime in whenever you want. Um, I'm not going to ask why you decided to go s- to do a solo thing. But I'm. I am.
2: I was interested when. Porn aesthetic was a solo thing.
1: Essentially, yes. Oh, okay, sure.
2: But uh, do why are you here? Uh, I don't know that's what you're no, going to ask. No, no, no. I'm going to go somewhere. Uh, what is your own name for a solo thing when yeah. you already. Uh, 20 years ago, you had a solo thing.
1: I think that one of the reasons was when I do shows like this now, and I've been playing solo shows just under my own name for a few years before I made this record. Um, it gives me the freedom to play whatever I want. Because previously, when I was doing portostatic, when I would play live, often with a band um, or sometimes solo, I would only play portostatic songs. And then obviously Superchunk just does Superchunk songs, so I, I liked having a, a way to be able to play both songs from both bands, whatever I want, um, and I found that if I play under the name Portostatic, people expect only one thing. So, playing under my own name gives me the freedom to, to mix up the set list. Uh, and so when I was making this new record, I wasn't really thinking about what I was going to call it, but when it was done, I realized that I could call it portostatic, but that felt a little bit like going backwards, because I kind of felt like I had wrapped that project up. Um, And so the only I mean other than coming up with a whole new band name Which that's too confusing for people uh, Having to explain that um, I just figured Go under my own name and see how it goes And just deal with the fact that no one can spell it And uh, People will will, will be asking me Why a solo record now after 25 years Uh, But that's really the best answer And also
2: You you, you said on on your WTF interview That band names are hard to come by You were called Chang. Yeah. Uh, and then you had to change it to super junk.
1: There's really... As you can tell by the poor quality of new band names, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> look at your listings. <laughs> look at Pitchfork. <laughs> uh, kind of anything goes, right? Really. It's hard to come up. It's hard to come up with good band names, and um, so I've been touring in the states for this record with a band, playing with a band. Um, so we've been calling it Mac McCon and the Nonbelievers. So hopefully, I'll come back with a band at some point. But um, I really do like playing the solo shows, solo electric, especially because then. Um, you can be quiet, but you can also get as loud as you want. Really, uh, so
2: what were you asking?
0: I, I was going to ask because it's, it's it seems to me it's funny to me that maybe this is a big part of or a big chunk of super chunk, pardon the pun. Uh, but uh, the. Uh, 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 Maybe this is a p- big part of the themes in Superchunk. I guess they're kind of teen angst-driven, more or less. Would you say? Or, but like, it seems I've heard interviews uh, of you speaking about this new, new, new work of yours, and it seems like it is uh, somewhat uh, uh, retro-y, or at least focused uh, stylistically in the '80s. And also, but also thematically, like it throws you back to your uh, future when you to when you were 15. Um, what I meant to ask you was, does uh, this, this the do these feelings ever go away?
1: I mean, I I don't think that they do. Uh And I think that that's one of the things that's interesting about it to me. uh, Is that it's so easy um, to to get back there if you whether you want to or not I guess yeah. um, and I just I think that musically it's appealing to me because it was a very formative time for me musically in terms of what I was hearing and also a very transitional time in, mm-hmm. in music going from punk rock into new wave and then into whatever you call You know the '80s Mm -hmm. music, Mm -hmm. Um, and then that was coinciding with obviously a transitional time in everyone's life, which is adolescence and teen and being a teenager. Um, And so, just that whole thing wrapped up, and the awkwardness of it Mm -hmm. um, is interesting to me. I think there's a lot to think about and a lot to explore about, kind of about what you're saying, like why you know um, why does it stay with you, uh, and uh... i think that having kids who are not quite that old yet but you know we have a twelve-year-old and an eight-year-old they're almost there uh-huh. And I can already see them like going through things, and mm-hmm. that that is another thing that makes me think uh-huh. about that that uh-huh. time. You know. Do you look
0: at your kids and think like, for instance, uh, what they're listening now is something that you two, to thinking back to when you, you when you were their age, uh, this makes no sense that this m- m- has such a meaning to them. I would imagine yeah. at
1: least. You know. I, I definitely. Ha- I mean, I definitely have to remind myself. I also listened to some terrible music when, when, I, when I was twelve years old. Um, some but, examples off the top of your head you can the, remember. Uh, I mean, I'm without trying to without, without burning anyone. I, I, mean, I, so end, I end up sounding just like an, an old guy because because <laughs> sure. even the worst examples of what I liked are better than the worst examples of what they what they like. Uh-huh. So I don't want to I don't want to imp- I don't want to yeah, trash talk okay. anybody. Sure, sure, sure. Not sure. um, my intention. But but, but uh, I mean, I'm I listen to some good heavy metal and I know I listen to some terrible heavy metal also. <laughs> but when is it not good right Right. I I, I know that's what I'm saying even the worst heavy metal band is better than the Worst mall punk band. Listen,
0: uh, even now we were speaking about Lou Barlow's show like f- uh, d- uh, ten years ago, uh, me and Rodrigo. Ten years, ten years ago, it was like 2005 uh, yeah, at C D
2: B And something like 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 he, I, I think you do when when people ask him for a song, he plays it uh, for yeah. Him. Yeah, If you remember, Sabado, Century, the
1: fucking Closure and everything. Yeah. He uh, he sold stuff. Uh, he, you take requests, right? I I do though yeah. my memory is not great, yeah. so there's some songs that people like to request because we never play them, but there's a reason that we never play them. <laughs> Either because they're not good, or we just don't know how to play them. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I will take, I've been trying to take requests online ahead of time, so I could like practice. Excellent. I once well. saw
2: Elvis Costello play, and the people wanted him to sing Did he sing. have the
1: songbook? The yeah. spinning, the spin- Spinning no, wheel? No, no. Oh, he okay. wanted to.
2: Uh, people wanted him to to okay. sing that Charles Aznavour cover song he did for the Notting Hill, the romantic comedy. Oh, no. uh, yeah. She, she, she. Yeah. And he couldn't remember the lyrics at all. Yeah. Oh. And so w- he had played a uh, Porto the day before, and he had a sheet with the with the lyrics because people asked him for it. Yeah, 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 So we had to Read the sheet uh, The and lyrics clearly
0: sheet. hated that song <laughs> <He> clearly <laughs> loathed that song Very, very clearly But, um <laughs> I was I was I, I was I mentioned Lou Barlow The Lou Barlow thing Because he was taking requests And this guy in the audience This was around the Emo uh, Emo uh, album Yeah uh, time, At the time And, uh, He said, um What's your favorite song On the On my On this new record And someone said, uh, Oh, play round and round And he said That's a rad song <laughs> That's uh, a- <laughs> Oh, they didn't know was the no, didn't
2: know it was a cover it's
0: a great song I, I know and, I, and, I, and my point is that uh, for a longest time I thought Rat was a ter- terrible band and they're not they're amazing actually yeah. It's really good songs yeah. ok there's a lot of things that are, that's wrong that's wrong with Rat obviously they <laughs> have some great songs but, though but they do have some great songs And uh, one of the things that's wrong about them is that they spell Rat with two T's <laughs> yes 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 and have song titles like Way Cool Junior which cannot be you know can fathomed, I guess. But uh, but uh, but, uh, but you listen to the song and it's amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, but um, uh, what? what el- okay. So what? What else? I was going to ask about thematically about this. Um, do you feel like uh, these songs do not fit? didn 't ever f- couldn 't ever fit
1: in Superchunk or parastatic
0: I mean because there 's some you know some characteristics that seem similar, but they 're obviously very different but uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I think that they could have been on a, a portostatic record, and a couple of them could could be super chunk songs, um, but when I was writing them, I knew that it was not going to be a super chunk record because I knew that everyone was too busy, and we weren 't going to make a record anytime soon so when i 'm writing songs for superchunk, I have that in mind, so mm-hmm. i think about what the different parts are going to be I know, you know, when you've been in a band with people for so long, you know kind of what everyone does well and how everybody plays and mm-hmm. certain kinds of song len- songs lend themselves to that uh-huh. but since I knew it wasn't going to be that, it allowed me to write a lot of the songs on keyboards and things like that and just approach it from a totally different direction uh-huh.
0: and you think that, um, okay, so, so for, for instance, uh, the um, one of the one one of the few references that I've heard you speaking about what you were listening to back then uh, on other stuff was that versus Cocktail Twins, and mm. it seems pretty apparent on on on. Well, it seems to come through somewhat, and not pretty apparent, yeah. but you know, it seems to come through so- somewhat in the sound. Uh, so, um, how do you go from listening versus uh, in in my mind? It, it's so perfectly fine that you listen to a lot of different things and then you devote yourself to one thing yeah. and uh, and you have your own band and you do what you do but to some people it might seem strange that you were listening to like goth gothy things and then ended up doing Super Chunk uh, which is like uh, seems to be pretty high energy
1: yeah you know? I mean I, I think that maybe it was just because we lived in kind of a small town or yeah. in a in North Carolina you know if we wanted to go See a band like the Cocteau Twins or something we would have to drive to washington d c or New York or sometimes Atlanta, uh, so we had good record stores and good radio stations but to to us, anything that was different was like we liked it anything you know what I mean so f- for us, whether it was a hardcore band or something like Cocto Twins uh, or The Cure or something. I mean, we we listened to everything uh, uh, at the same time uh, because it was all different than uh, album sure. rock radio or top 40 uh, radio. Uh, so and, it, I'm still like that now. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean
0: with everything that's marginally different I'm like this is interesting. I'm going I'm going to go check this out, you know.
1: Sure. And I think that obviously you go through phases of, you know, liking one thing and, and not liking another thing, but we're just listening to something less than you used to or whatever, yeah. but um I feel like, you know, I mean, I remember riding in the Corrosion of Conformity, you know this band? Yeah. I remember, like, riding in their van mm-hmm. and they would be listening to the Cocteau Twins and then the next minute they'd be listening to Iron Maiden or whatever. I mean, it was, you know... Oh. I, in, I, no Prejudice, man. I didn't no feel like, I didn't yeah, yeah. feel like the 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 or the next minute Trouble Funk I mean, that was, you know, that was a very big band in the punk scene because they were from D.C. and Minor Threat had played, played with them and mm-hmm. So there was like, uh, there was not really a lot of, oh, if you're in the punk scene, you should only listen to this. It was uh-huh. it was more like, we live in this place, and if the main kinds of shows that we can go see are hardcore matinees on Sunday, we're gonna go see those. Uh-huh. But then if the Meat Puppets come play, we're gonna go see that too. Uh-huh. But then if we can go, drive to DC to see the Church, we're gonna uh-huh. go do that too. Sure. It was just kind of like anything we could we could do. You know what I mean? Um, what we we would we would do, and we would listen to uh-huh. um, so yeah it never felt uh-huh. very like broken down I mean I feel like um, maybe it's more like that now for younger kids in mm-hmm. terms of like uh, you know if you listen to this kind of music like that's the only kind of music you listen to yeah mm-hmm. um, but but for us I mean the internet lends itself to that yeah because you just go down a rabbit hole in one exactly. direction you know exactly. um, so I was gonna say that because of the catalog uh, cataloging of styles and
0: genres through words uh, well not necessarily now because you have YouTube but you still are going to look for things through words and through through descriptions yeah. you know and through uh, all music guide and stuff like that like because it's all ramifications in Wikipedia and stuff like that it's all ramifications and, and but uh, it has it's it's weird cuz it seems also to have enabled people to have better taste quicker you know it, i guess it's
1: also i mean i you know I think that that uh, it's it's good in the sense that if you're looking for, um, you know, African music from the '70s, you can find a blog where someone has just uploaded all these records that you'll never be able to buy, uh-huh. and you can listen to all that stuff. Uh-huh. You know what exactly. I mean? So that's in terms of the rabbit hole. It's great to find things like that, but if but if you're just you know, if you're a young person and trying to be exposed to new things, if you don't have a record store in your town anymore, you can't just walk in and look at this rack and go like, that looks interesting, what's that? Or what's that? And, you know, talk to someone about it who already knows all that stuff. Are,
0: um, are there towns without record stores
1: now? Like, yeah. Are, there, are, there are? Yeah. Okay, I thought there was at least one. I but. mean, a lot of towns they closed. In a lot of towns it was the only record store for a long time was like Best Buy or something, and, and then they're carrying less and less music. So, um, you know, I buy records online as well as in the record store, and I think that a lot of people only buy them online.
0: But um, I thought at least every every town, even small towns, had the one genre Array. They at used least. to. They used to <laughs> Had at least one genre Array. You know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Doing the uh, uh, doing the, the thing. They they, they, used, to. they okay. used to. <laughs> they used to. Okay. Used
1: um, to. Unfortunately, it was
2: good and bad. Yeah. Okay. But but we have a lot of rock Hill. Yeah, yeah,
1: we have a lot of good record stores, oh, um, but you know, the second part of your question was how did kind of Superchunk end up sounding like we sounded if we were listening to that? Exactly. And Thank I, you for doing yeah. me, for
0: my <laughs> well, job for myself. Well, it, it just I, occurred to yeah, me. Yeah, I kind you know, of went. It's off,
1: true, though. I kind of went off on a tangent, yeah. but you know, um, if you're listening to, for instance, at that time. Uh, you know the band like the Buzzcocks was always wow. a band that we liked. Husker Du was always a band that that we liked. Sonic Youth, mm-hmm. Dinosaur Jr. When they started, these were all bands that we loved. And if you're starting a band and you play guitar, it's much more natural, I think, to 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 say like I'm going to write songs. I'm going to try to write songs like that, uh-huh. than to say I'm going to try to write songs like the Cocteau Twins. Yeah, yeah, that's a much that's a much. You just go like I can't make that kind of music. You know what I mean? It just seems foreign. And if you're trying to I mean also if you're trying to it would just be very forced I think Uh, to try to make a record that for me to be in a band that sounded like Bauhaus or something uh, like that would be strange Um, so it was just more natural uh-huh. in terms of what I knew how to, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. do. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. And, and I think that's why that uh-huh. ends up being like that. Because
0: uh-huh. yeah. I was thinking even in terms of the moods, because obviously you're, you're not going to... Okay, I'm going to try to write something cocktail Twinsy on... Or at least some something that's uh, inspired by that uh, on my guitar. Obviously you're going to go like, okay... Two, one two power chords. Uh, okay, this sound just, just finished. <laughs> I can yeah. This doesn't doesn't take nearly enough time for my needs. Right. For, to, to, you know, right. I guess. I guess. And,
1: but. Uh, and yeah. in terms of those sounds on Nonbelievers, um, I was using those bands as like a touchstone and like a, a a reference point in my mind. Not to so much say like I'm going to write a song like the Cactus Twins, oh, but yeah, but yeah, to say more like what kind of guitar sound do I want on this yeah. song? Let me tr- Let me think about, like, you know, not that I could ever figure out what Robin Guthrie or someone was doing Um. exactly, but, you know, let me think about that while I'm like working on this guitar sound and, you know, get something near there for that, Mm. for that mood, Uh you know. Uh,
0: Did you go, uh, uh, did you try anything guitar-wise in terms of of the synth uh, or uh, in terms of synth synth sounds? Because there are ways of like modeling, modulating the sound in terms of of getting closer to synth sounds.
1: Oh, um, I, I was using a lot of effects pedals and things, but I was using... I had so many synths already on the record. I um, didn't need to try to make the guitar sound okay. like a synth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise it's Synth City, I guess. Yeah, Synth City. There's <laughs> Synth City. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll go to Synth, city. <laughs> synth I city. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind. But uh, okay, okay. That's something I, that's noticeable in I hate music. It starts with uh, keyboard sounds. That's guitar sounds. Really? And I hate I, music. Yeah. With pedals. Yeah. That
2: sound like uh, synths. Yeah. yeah. Sure. See, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I brought
1: it up yeah. Yeah.
2: So there, you go. there you go I thought there you go. it was, it was keyboards. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, that on, on At the beginning of overf- yeah, yeah, yeah. Overflows Yeah, that's uh, That's guitar okay. I think it's guitar-like feedback and things like that And then, yeah
0: uh-huh. I still have to congratulate you on... Uh, no, no, you didn't, you didn't at all uh, it's, it's funny because um, I think that uh, Void is possibly my favorite Super Chung song And it came way later in the career Like, it's, it's funny yeah, that,
2: that... That's a really weird thing Because bands... Bands and artists aren't supposed to to still be good at <laughs> 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 Exactly. I
1: was thinking about this uh, the other day. Exactly. Yeah. It's
2: exactly. really and, weird. And, that's, one and, and, the, that's one of the best videos. Uh, two. Well. Scott Jacobson oh, right? right two, two. Yeah, the guy writes
1: for Bug Burgers, yeah. Scott Jacobson uh, yeah. made that and there's um, some great uh there's some great appearances in there from John Glazer and John John Benjamin True. and, True. and uh, Ted Travelstead all yeah. have great cameos in that in that video. True. Yeah, it's John, a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun one. John Worcester. he's in the band. It's not it's not, it's not a cameo. It's not a cameo if you're in the band. I
2: know, but, it, but it's a great performer. by him, that's what I was saying.
1: And I'm playing Patrick Stickles' uh, guitar in that video. In the, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because we were. I don't remember why, but all our equipment was somewhere else in New York City and then we were filming it at, um, at uh, Shea Stadium, the venue, and they let us use their uh, guitars oh. to, to play in the live part of that video.
0: How come though? How was it uh, just around the?
2: Uh
1: well, because they that one of the guys in the band. That's his service. venue, and, oh, okay, and, and and they okay. live. Okay. I guess they live nearby, and yeah. so they okay. let okay. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What
2: Antonio was asking was, you're not supposed to be good after twenty five years.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it was just supposed to. I mean, I've been fans fans of I've been a fan of Superchunk at least since Watery Hands, if not before. Uh, but uh, you know, I was like fifteen or sixteen or yeah. something, and um, and uh, you know, it's you <laughs> Striking that to me, I wasn't aware of. I hadn't listened to the, Actually, the first time I heard the the album was when we went to. Uh, when I'm not sure sure if you were there, but we went to David's, uh, a friend of ours who, who cooks really well. And,
2: uh, um, and uh, you
0: were you were there. Right? I, I was pretty sure that you were. But uh, but uh, one never knows.
1: Something really interesting to max Exactly. Yeah. Exactly but friends. please tell me more about your tell me tell me more about your dinner that night.
0: <laughs> so we had really, you know, molecular food. No, it's, it's, uh, and uh, then um, uh, the first... It was the first time I, I heard a t- I Hate Music, and I was, and I h- heard Void, and it was amazing. And I s- said, oh, this is an amazing song right off the bat. Like, this is incredible. Yeah, and it's funny that it's full of amazing Thank songs. You. And uh, Rodrigo mm-hmm. ended up... Uh, uh, giving me uh, I, hate,
2: I Hate Music uh, t-shirt I, I as a gift oh. I blue I Hate Music t-shirts oh, cool. but I I ordered it online yeah and it was too big and I gave it to Antonio. Oh.
1: exactly He <laughs> thought he was just being nice exactly I
2: told him I told him <laughs> what happened I yeah. Is it's, it's right near his birthday <laughs> exactly
0: exactly yeah. and it's no it's just, it's just a, uh, an excuse to be nice You're <laughs> You're <right>. just, uh, <laughs> oh I bought it for myself and it's too big blah 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 no he wanted to get the shirt but I actually interviewed um ex-hex uh, Mary, Mary and Laura and Betty with the super chunk uh, shirt on. So oh, cool. T- There's proof. All right, good. <laughs> right. um, this right. all ties in. So uh, the 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 food talk of the, our friend was not uh, without its purpose. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. Um, I'm sure, uh, before uh, I'm sure has a ton of questions about John, uh, as <laughs> uh, yeah, a huge fan. But I, I this goes on a podcast called, called Made of Things, and I wanted to ask you like, what are the top f- three things uh, not to go too too far that you know think make you, have made you, and made you want to do this forever? Oh. Um, Number one? Forever.
1: forever. Forever, yes. Until now. It's a mighty long time. It's forever. a mighty long time. Um, <laughs> yes. So you mean like what m- made me want to be a musician? That yeah. kind of that kind of thing? Dedicate yourself to oh. art. Oh, right. Isn't
2: it made him as he is today? Made him what he is yes.
1: today? uh I, I think I, I am... am uh, Am <laughs> uh, just walked
0: uh, uh, Portuguese musician just uh, uh, just walked in, said said hi. Sorry.
1: But it's fine, it's okay. I think that uh, the first the first thing in that chain of events would probably just be um, my parents having records and mm-hmm. l- listening to music, mm-hmm. um, both in the car on the radio and also. Um, uh, just playing records uh, in the house uh-huh. and just some music just being a thing that was yeah. around and then uh, following that them encouraging uh, us to be in the like the school band you know play play music yeah. as you know not like this is going to be your profession obviously uh-huh. just as something uh-huh. interesting and and fun to do uh-huh. you know um, you were, you, uh, you play the trumpet. Right? I played the trumpet. Yeah. Yes, you know too much.
0: Oh, yes. I, I know. I do not. <laughs> I <used to> <laughs> it's get
2: the truth. Tr- yeah. huh? I used to play the trumpet too. Oh really?
1: That's new. You don't forget how. No, but you, you, your, lips, your, you your, lips your lips your lips do. Officer, yeah, you can't play. Young, for very long, yeah, but you mean, remember how to do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, and then let's see. A second thing, I guess, yeah. would just be. Um, I think that. Uh, Being exposed to the hardcore scene when I was in junior high and high school Mm -hmm. um, was was great because that was the thing. Going to see hardcore bands um, before you're old enough to go to a club, like to see bands, you know, like touring band that would come through and only play at a drinking uh, establishment. Um, So you could go see bands at whatever age and it really just gave you the idea that, oh, like, anyone can do this. Because half the bands that you're seeing, if you're going to see a Mm -hmm. hardcore matinee, they're also teenagers, you know. Uh Uh Um, And
0: And there's there's the dance between the audience and the bands playing,
1: right? Yeah, it's just so much, everything is much more like, we're all the same, it's not, Uh you know, uh, uh, seeing seeing the movie um the kids are all right uh-huh. um uh the who movie, I remember mm-hmm. that being a pivotal moment for me oh, wow. uh my parents we were on vacation somewhere, and my parents took us to see it in the theater, and you know that was just like that like you know that was an amazing band, obviously, but also just something about it seemed, made its rock and roll seem really fun uh-huh. you know yeah. and this is before like MTV so like you couldn't just see bands playing all the time you know like there was no videos so going to see a whole movie of like that band uh-huh. in their prime uh-huh. was was kind of like mind blowing uh-huh. and but at the same time it was still definitely like they're rock stars Yeah. and then when it came to what you're talking about uh-huh. going to see punk bands in like you know uh Uh, in North Carolina it was like, oh, these people are all this like, they're not rock, they're on stage Uh but they're not rock stars, Uh Uh you know, Uh they're just like everyone's the same here, so there was like two sides of that of, of rock and roll there that are both important, you know but the like the first one was very the Who seeing the Who movie was very exciting, but then like getting involved in the hardcore scene was much was like another step towards like oh like anyone could do, do that you know
0: and because it's not without its uh, you know without its charm I mean it's full of charm that's basically <laughs> much of what it is but it's not without its charm the the, the, the idea of the rock star and the inaccessibility I guess like there I mean for instance there's they're larger
1: there's, than life they're larger than life yeah. and
0: there's a for instance I couldn't remember uh, recently I I, I watched watched the KISS movie mm-hmm. KISS uh, meets the, phant- Kiss uh, meets the phantom? phantom of the of the park yeah it's insane they yeah. fly and they shoot lasers out yeah. of the yes <laughs> and the uh, I love that movie when I first saw it it's I still I, I've, I've watched it twice and yeah. still love it <laughs> still yeah. love it and it's only recently and I'm a grown man now I guess <laughs> so, uh, but uh, it's, it's incredible and uh, but it's not it's still you know it's funny because uh, I, I grew up more on MTV was, was bo- still booming and was still uh, very interesting. At least uh, I learned a lot of w- uh, with music channels and uh, and uh, there we have one, had one and um, it was mostly terrible, but had an amazing show which, which was a, um, a German Viva uh, sh- uh, Viva Television. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you ever did something anything with them. I don't think so. Uh, but they had a really good alternative music show called Vava and uh, really excellent taste. Uh, they played your videos at least, so yeah. oh, okay. but, uh, but so uh, so,
1: hats off to them. <laughs> right, had to be somewhat good then. <laughs> they,
0: they, 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 they
1: were excellent. You, you're but a to fan? I was. I mean, I definitely was growing up. Yeah. Uh, I know
2: John has a sort of a kiss obsession. Yeah,
1: I was not obsessed like John currently is. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> while we're on John, please. Yeah. You introduced uh, John to Tom Sharpling. Tom Sharpling was your uh, friend first.
1: I I don't I don't I don't know. I guess well, I guess the Biles rest of us knew uh, Tom. I think came to see Superchunk um, when Chuck was still in the band, uh, and so I think I guess we met Tom before John joined the group. Um, but I don't think any of us knew Tom that well until. You know, maybe we'd seen him a couple times in New Jersey at shows, and, and got to hang out, um, uh, and and then yeah, those guys. I don't, I don't know what year they started doing the radio, the radio show, the, the, but I think it was
0: the, 1952.
1: I think yeah, with yeah. no, the rock, rotten, rotten rules.
2: <laughs> yeah, thing was, was like 98, 98 or uh, wow. 97, or, uh, uh, seven or seven so. So.
1: 98. Well, it's funny because it totally made sense. To me, because one of the things that we listened to in the van, other than music, was we would listen to those uh, prank phone call tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Tube Bar, there was one called Hey Benny, there was, um, there was one called um, J&H Productions, uh, and. There was all these kind of... They weren't all prank phone calls. Some of them were just, like, phone calls that had been taped or, like, voice messages that had been recorded and then made into a tape. But we would listen to that kind of, like, radio-type humor or, like, you know, um, long-form humor like that in the van. Uh to the same routines over and over again and okay. it was really funny so when those guys started developing stuff like Rock, rock, rock and Roll and Rock, Rotten Roll is still one of my favorites because yeah. minus invented scar well right because people <laughs> still didn't know what that yeah, yeah. what they were doing and, were and people serious and, people were calling in and engaging with him yeah, yeah. that was that was that was really awesome um, but uh, but yeah so um, yeah those guys created quite a quite a beast do you
2: do you follow that universe, that New Bridge?
1: Uh, I mean, I have I've obviously listened to the best show, but I don't listen every week like like <laughs> yeah. some people I like some people I know. <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 I I cannot
0: I, I never found myself able to do that. I was, it's it's I was such a dense it's mythology. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: it's, it, it's it's a dense mythology which I love yeah, yeah, yeah. and I love learning about it. And my kids are really anxious to learn about it because we got the box set, which yeah, yeah, I'm excited yeah. about, so I can like catch up on all that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, my son is like looking at all those characters drawn on the cover. He's just like, we have to listen to that. And like, I don't know if he's gonna have the patience for it, but may- but maybe I don't know. We'll see. You know, um, the you've called uh,
2: into the best show.
1: You know, I've only ever ca- I don't know if I've ever called into the best show. I've never been asked to call into the best show.
2: But you've been on the
1: best show. I've been on the best show accidentally. Okay. Um as things are I'd be so I'd be too nervous to be on the best show because you would have to know so much more than I know about no, I their think, world. I, th- I think well, Tom wouldn't wouldn't. Uh, You're wouldn't, right. He wouldn't. Would, he wouldn't put me in a precarious position. Yeah, I, he, I agree. He
2: wouldn't hang up on you as right. he does to
1: regular people. Hopefully not. Hopefully. Not. <laughs> <call laughs> <all the> <laughs> we we played on Terry T's sh- yeah. show. Um, Port of Static did uh, and Superchunk did uh, the Cherry Blossom Clinic. But um, but no, I don't think I've ever been on the Best Show. Uh, you know, it's a hard thing to find two hours on a Tuesday night to just listen to a radio show. Three hours. That's what I'm saying. I can't even find an hour. By the time the kids go to bed, I have to just like... Put on some reggae and like re- you know relax. Uh, um, and
0: some shows have gone lo- as long as six hours. Yeah, Paul T- Tompkins' shows are six hours. It's I like insane. listening.
1: I like listening to the best show, the podcast version, because yeah, I can yeah. listen to it when whenever when I'm like take, I taking do, a walk or whatever. Yeah,
2: listen to like twenty minutes live. Re- I mean, long I'm, long I'm envious long. of
1: people who listen every yeah. week because. I see them on Twitter like commenting on things that are happening in real time and that's very exciting it's like it's like watching sports or something cuz you don't know what's going to happen and you get to experience something in real time which is unusual mm-hmm. you know um but I'm, but like I said, I tend to just download it and listen to it.
2: But it, it's it's uh, talking about that. Uh, it's really weird that Superchunk fell into, like, lots of comedians uh, who 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 like what John does on the best show uh, have Superchunk as a favorite band or as a. I, I was listening to that guy. who used to work uh, to write for Conan Brian Stack. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Brian Stack. Yeah, Stack, um, Yeah. He used to write for Conan, and now he writes for Colbert, I think. So, and he said really? he loves Superchunk. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that... um, I mean, he might have been how we got on Conan in the first place when we played on that show, I'm not sure. But uh, the... um, I mean, I think that it's just we all kind of grew up similar ages. All the comedians we've been mentioning and grew up probably liking a lot of the same bands when we were younger. Um, And also watching the same comedy when we were younger. Um, So if you share a lot of the same tastes as as someone it kind of makes sense that then yeah. you you know you have something in common and you are fans of each other's work yeah. later on you know
0: even right. if they have terrible personalities
1: <laughs> right, right even if they're horrible people <laughs> exactly. what type of comedy was
2: that that you were
1: uh, oh i think in? i think right. that um i mean that's one reason that i loved and still love listening to the WTF podcast because the first few episodes i heard were were they were talking about things that were very informative for me, like Saturday Night Live. My parents would let us. <clears throat> my parents were big fans of yeah. Saturday Night Live when it first started, and they would let us stay up till Weekend Update. Then we had to go to bed, <laughs> uh, uh, which is still much later than I let our kids stay up. But <clears throat>
2: I miss the weirdest sketches. The, the, yeah. the yeah. Sketches yeah, 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 yeah. And it
1: was Telling. before VCR, so yeah. we never got to see those. But <laughs> we would, we could stay up till Weekend Update, um, and so that was like our. First like favorite like comedy thing, and then Steve Martin, who was a g- guest on there, and um, I remember when he would uh, be a guest on Johnny Carson, you know my parents. And or, a guest host. And a guest host. My parents would just be, like, howling with laughter. Yeah. And uh, they would, they would like, let us watch that sometimes. Um, and then, you know, then we had the Steve Martin albums on 8 tracks, so we'd listen to them in the car. Uh, let's
2: Get Small. Uh, let, wild, wild, and cra-
1: wild and Crazy Guy wild crazy and Let's guy, Get Small, yeah. yeah. Mm. I remember my parents had to explain, like, the Let's Get Small joke. Yeah. <laughs> they are like, well... That's a weird conversation. Yeah, they are like, well, it's like... They're like, you know, because he talks about getting getting stoned and that, you know, and I was like, what's, we we're like, what does that mean, you know? And they explained that they said, well, it's like when you're drinking and you get drunk, like stoned is the next level after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember having that conversation. And then and it was funny because we listened to those things in the car, and every time that he would, and it was very clean comedy, yeah. but he would say, like, I'm pissed or something, and they would, they would, like, turn it off to... Now, you know you can't say that, right? <laughs> uh, okay, and then we like, yeah, tur- turn it back on again.
0: It um, still happened, but, you know, it has a, d- a post
1: disclaimer. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool, cool. Now, you know that's not to be repeated right yet. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then when Letterman started, I remember watching Letterman in the daytime because we were uh, at my grandparents' house during the summer. We weren't in school, and my grandma would always watch, like, Morning television, you know, like game shows, but, like
2: Le- was it, but when he was a weather
1: host. No, when he first started weatherman. his when he first started the David Letterman show it was a morning show. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And but before he he, he used to be a weatherman or something. Yeah, like that. I didn't yeah. know about that, but uh, so we watched it there, and then obviously when it was on at night. I still can't believe I could stay up late at so late on school nights. My parents—I'm never letting my kids stay up that late on the school night. But that was the thing that we couldn't wait to like talk about the next day at school. Is like what was on David Letterman the night before. So all this stuff, you know, was very just uh, uh, all that stuff, and then the Monty Python movies yeah. um, was stuff that really informed our sense of humor, you know, growing up. I used to, I, I grew up on Monty Python and I and when the
0: reruns showed when I was doing like I don't know uh, before high school what's it called I don't remember junior high, junior, high I was right. finishing junior high when it's not important at least here over here the grades don't uh, matter in terms of uh, getting into college and stuff right. like that so um, when the reruns are on when, and uh, stuff that I hadn't watched as a kid was on I stayed up until really late until like 3 a.m. Oh or God. something <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, see the to see the reruns and not study so I'm here now today <laughs> that's,
1: that, that's, my... and so now, that's why you have a podcast <laughs> and, now I,
0: and now I have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> see what's, a, uh, what's
2: accomplished now <laughs> another weird thing is how you, you guys like Phil Morris and Brayton Reed used to do your videos and yeah. s- still do
1: yeah I mean and a lot of that's an again like goes back to North Carolina like music yeah. scene, you know. Peyton was in bands. Uh Phil I remember seeing Phil Morrison on stage at a club in Raleigh singing a song with the True Believers, band from Texas. I didn't know who he was, but he was like on stage like singing like a wild man, singing a cover of New Rose, uh by by the damned. And um so All all these people were involved in the music scene, and then obviously Phil. I met Phil when I was in school in New York, and he was at school, a different college in New York, and he was in film school. Um, And uh, Peyton went to UNC, University of North Carolina, uh, and there was a film and TV program there. Um, And then those guys, you know, they both. It's it's so interesting to me. They both have such different styles of filmmaking and. It, even down to their videos and everything. Um and they're both so great and they're both so successful. Um it's it's awesome. I mean uh I don't know if you saw Ant Man. Yeah I did. but uh I haven't yet. it's it's really it's so good. So cool. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really good. Um the nerdy thing because it
2: puts um oh, what's he called the uh, a guy from the first season of, for not ready for prime time, prim, time primetime primetime player the, the first guy oh, who Garrett, played it.
1: Garrett Morris? No. Garrett Morris yeah, yeah Garrett he, Morris was, season. he
2: was the first guy to play Ant-Man yeah. on, uh, on anything because there was an SNL sketch like oh. in the, where he played Ant-Man like a superhero wow. part yeah, and he yeah. played Ant-Man so uh, Peyton put Garrett Morris on the, uh, in the movie, and Neil Hamburger's in the movie too. Ham- oh, really? That's that oh. so weird. <laughs> that was so so weird. <laughs> and I think uh, Tom. I, I heard of the Pretend on the Best Show, and I think Tom uh, Tom Sharpling filmed the cameo, which didn't make it in the final cut. Oh, oh that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched Ant-Man, not Name Drop, but even last night. This kind of ties in, still. Even last night, I was talking because there's. Uh, I don't talk to huge
1: directors all the time, but they're over here. But you here. happen to be talking to Vim, Ven- Vim, Vim Vendors, Vendors, yeah. Just yeah.
0: casually. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and, uh, and I was talking to uh, David Gordon Green. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, saying that, like, North oh, Carolina, oh, yeah. I
2: yeah, assumed, because I didn't those know. Those guys, like Danny McBride, uh, Jody Hill, uh, Ben Best... The Old Main Film School in North Carolina. School of the Arts, right? Yeah. Is that right? I, yeah. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I
0: think so. I don't yeah. know. And the, the um, so he was. I was saying like, oh, I might interview. Uh, Mac tomorrow from Superchunk, and he said, uh, "Oh, they're from Chapel Hill." And I said, "Oh, that, oh sure, uh, that means nothing to me. I guess uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but he said, "Like, oh, cool, cool. They're from North Carolina, as yeah. I am." So it's a, there's a I mean, and we were t- talking about Ant Man. I'm sorry because I said, "Oh, it's oh, great yeah, that you've yeah. casted uh, the um, Paul Rudd on uh, I don't remember yeah. the name of the movie, but recently, like two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, now that he's doing that, um, Prince uh, Avalanche, Prince Avalanche, exactly, and uh, um, with a Hirsch. Hirsch, exactly.
2: And, uh, you guys know way more than I do. <laughs> it <laughs> it's the remake from a, of an Icelandic movie. Is it? I think so, yeah. I it's like uh, after a storm or something or a fire in wow. Austin. Uh-huh. It's, it's a real small movie, uh-huh. but it's re- very funny. Uh-huh
0: so was Ant-Man came up cuz i was saying like it's great that uh you did uh you cast so, so such great uh such great uh actors and leading leading, leading people and he said uh oh, yeah and then i uh, it's good cuz i don't pay them anything and now they can go on to do Ant-Man <laughs> and, I, and i said yeah exactly i'm so proud but i haven't watched it yet though, so it's, you know it's, it's really good. good and my kids loved it <laughs> oh, That's <laughs> yeah. so good that's so good and there's a sense of pride cuz you know so you have your guys and uh yeah. you
1: know and uh, I come from the state and all all that. In terms well, of, I mean, and, in terms know, of comedy and every and even even when those guys were making videos for us, you know, uh, in the early nineties, they they're already doing us a favor because yeah. it's not like we were paying them anything to make our our videos. I mean, like we didn't have any money and you know our budgets were always like zero. So those guys, anyone who's ever made a video for us, including Scott Jacobson, yeah. Norwood Cheek, those guys are always call in a lot of favors to, 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 make, to make it happen. And we really appreciate it. It's, but, it's great. But
2: you, you put a lot of effort into making them funny, some of them
1: yeah I mean I think that a lot of that comes from John yeah. or from the or from the director um uh you know obviously if Peyton's making a video like he's gonna have a lot of funny ideas uh the the hyper enough yeah. uh, the hyper enough video um was really i think uh Peyton and John and probably Norwood and maybe Joe Ventura also who's a writer um those guys were all coming up with, with a lot of a lot of funny ideas. I'm sure we didn't get to do half of them. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, okay. Um, would you say like
0: John has a, a, a like a pre uh, a pre existing willingness to be ridiculous? Would you say?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Look at look. I mean, in the best of ways. Think I mean, of, think about John in the driveway to driveway video where he's where he's the like uptight like butler <laughs> yeah. guy who's like. Powder, I mean, Jim Wilbur also was like very willing to like look like an ass. Uh that, that I think about that scene where he's he's shaving him or something like yeah, that and then he's like putting powder on his face after he shaves him or something I don't remember but like it's it's that you know a lot of people, a lot of bands don't want to act. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean which I totally understand but um, but those guys not only like are they willing to, but they're they're good at yeah, it. Yeah. You know? but
2: you're also Absolutely. you're also funny. There's a Phil Morrison video of a Yellow Tango song which you saw in, and you're also yeah. funny in that. What's the,
1: what was Wait, the song? Uh, the one from the last from two records ago, Yolo yeah, yeah, Tango. Yeah. You're the start of the video. Right? Oh, I'm just playing guitar and, yeah. and singing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess I didn't think of it as being that funny. but uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, so funny trying funny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wasn't trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to be serious. That's right. <laughs> it's worked. serious. That's the best yeah. comedy. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Phil... Uh, yeah, they're, they're, every, everyone... We've been very lucky with videos uh-huh. because running a record label, obviously, like, yeah. we see a lot of videos get yeah. made, mm. and they're not all very good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Some are, some aren't, but... We've been lucky as a band to work with people that were like really had, well, idea, had ideas, you know.
2: and yeah, as yeah, yeah. a label, you're also very lucky. One of the best videos I've seen this year is the Mountain Goats uh, Legend of Chao Guerrero.
1: Oh, that's it's a great the, one. And, that's and, that's and, a great and the album is really good. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great it's record. really, really, yeah.
2: really funny. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the, um, I don't know if you've seen. I mean everyone makes lyric videos now there's yeah. we just uh a woman just made one for your hologram from non believers it didn't oh. didn't come out yet but okay. um is it going to it's going to okay. yeah okay. uh but one of the best lyric videos I've seen is the Titus Andronicus video for Dimed Out. I don't know uh-huh. if you've watched oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so perfect because it's just like a whiteboard getting erased and drawn on, I, I but it's saw, like his handwriting.
2: I only saw a bit because I knew that it was a, a really epic album and I didn't want to listen to, to just one yeah. to just one song before it came out.
1: It's a great song, yeah. but the he sings it so fast that if you're just listening you could never get all that, mm-hmm. so it's one of the rare times where it's really valuable yeah, actually, to yeah, yeah, have yeah, like yeah, the yeah, lyric yeah. video, and you can just like follow along, and like it really makes the song that much more impactful, I uh-huh. think. That's which a lot of times videos don't do that. Sometimes like they're good to just look at, but they don't help the song. Sometimes they don't do anything and they're boring. But this is like a time when it's really actually uh-huh. Uh-huh. great. Yeah, that's for Dined Out. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: We're talking about your relationship with comedy. Do you still follow comedy right now?
1: I do. I mean, there's so much of it. It's crazy, which is great, but it makes it hard to to keep up. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I'm I just put a, um for my on my iPod to. Travel over here. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but I put a, a Maria Bamford record yeah, on there that she I haven't heard. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. she's great. Um, uh, did you see that special where she did
2: in her own living room I've with seen,
1: only her parents? I've seen some of audience? that. <laughs> I've seen some of that. Yeah, Somebody. it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so personal. So it's really so good. Well,
2: but they laugh. It's really yeah. weird because some of it is about them. No, I've yeah. seen a
1: couple of comedy shows Obviously, like living in New York or Los Angeles, you have much more access to that. Um, But a couple shows I've seen this year in North Carolina were... uh, uh, John uh, John Hodgman yeah show Fantastic. which is great a new one of his called Vacation Land um, a Tignataro uh, mm-hmm. show which is was really incredible and um, she has a sh- uh, her own TV show now
2: yeah so yeah uh, did it didn't start yet. Yeah. It, it, no it, should, uh, it came out the pilot is out yeah, yeah I haven't seen out, it yet Louis C K yeah so, um, this is like two days old though yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's old to him. He says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. no, no, no. so way too." Saw it him. moments. No, no, no. <laughs> saw it within moments oh, of it being available. No, no. no. Um, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, no. you're you're teasing, but this is true. And then there's a. There, I saw. You know, I really like seeing. I like seeing. Those were all in theaters. Oh, yeah. The Hodgman yeah. and the yeah, yeah, and yeah. the Tig Show. Um, and. I I like seeing that stuff but I like seeing it in smaller places and uh, there was a Kurt Braunahler show uh, in Chapel Hill recently that was really really awesome he has a a
2: really funny video with uh, Jonah Ray for uh,
1: Michael Cronin yeah he's in the the, the Michael Cronin Cronin video yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, again all in the same uh, universe yeah and you know someone who's who's, uh, he doesn't direct videos as far as I know maybe he has but um, who's into music and has um, actually played with Superchunk on stage was uh, Todd Berry. Oh, really? Who so, so, oh, wow. so fucking funny, and uh, he's not a bad drummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's still got some skills. He had the thing on
2: Flight of the Conquers. He and Dimitri Martin had a duo. Uh, uh, there's a storyline on Flight, okay. Flight of the Conquers that he and Dimitri Martin have a duo. Uh, and he plays like the bongos or something like that. that. Sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Topberry is really funny in the new season. Sorry, uh, uh, no, Netflix yeah, show uh, yeah. Master of None. Oh, okay. It no, yeah. he came out uh, yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, again, <laughs> again. He <laughs> <Again. laughs> came out yesterday. He's already sorry, seen the what? whole season. No, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Only five episodes. <laughs> again, this, uh, only seen five episodes since yeah. last night. <laughs> I <haven't slept>
1: today. <laughs> Speaking of not sleeping, I should go
2: eat some food. Of because, course, yeah. We're keeping just, you from from eating
0: properly. Just, you know, the, the finishing question.
2: Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. I'm
2: sure. Uh, what do you think is the relationship between in the rock? I don't know if you object to that term in comedy. Because
1: I think it's. I think it's really what I was saying before. Like, I think it's the the people we've been talking about are all yeah. kind of similar ages to us. We all grew up at the same time, same experiencing the same culture, things that were culturally impactful on all of us, both musically and comedy. And so I think that it kind of. Binds itself together, and I also think that you know music without a sense of humor. And I don't mean you have to be like Ween, but you know, mm-hmm. there's there's something to be said for even music that's like serious. If you can tell the person doesn't take themselves too seriously, to me, like that's a big relief. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that uh, makes me like uh, them. Uh, makes me like it's, them more. No, no harm in being Ween, by the way. No harm, <laughs> no harm in. No harm but I'm being just saying, you no, don't have course, to be a funny band. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: I, I, I kind of got into comedy, because uh, Yellow Tango's video for Sugar Cube with David Cross and well. Bob and Kirk used by, to... <laughs> by Phil, Phil Morrison. It, it's
1: a Phil, Phil Morrison video, Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know.
2: It used to... There, there was a music channel on cable here in 2000, 2000 2001, yeah. and they used to show that video every afternoon, every single oh, afternoon, wow. like 3 o'clock on the dot. That video went on.
1: Uh, <laughs> is Marshall Crenshaw in that video? I don't know.
2: I think my wife.
1: One? I think my wife is in that video. <laughs> yeah,
2: really? Yeah. When it's like uh, the, the uh, School of Rock came out later, but yeah. it's like the oh, it's ages late before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like.
1: Oh no! I'm thinking of the Tom Courtney video. Tom Courtenay video. Yeah. My wife is in that video. Life, life one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the, that the like the Beatles. About, Beatles. That, that play on the Beatles. That's the one with yeah, Marshall Crenshaw, and my wife is in that video. Are you rocking
2: or and they say
1: I'm yes and then and then right Tom Tom. I'm sorry Sugar Cube is the is the school of rock yeah yeah, right rock, and, yeah. amazing yeah. video and
2: that kind of got me into comedy it's like people it's
0: funny it's yeah. great yeah no I and mean, we did that and he did a watery hands in the same year with you guys yeah, yeah
1: phil phil morrison directed the watery hands video with um Again. with so, uh janine Garofalo and yes. yeah. and david cross yeah. in it yeah i love that video it's, it's, it's so good that you're <laughs> yeah, still around
0: and, and uh i can i can i can't thank you enough for doing this man i oh, sure. i've i've bugged uh, uh some person that i'm not going to say on air but i'll tell you now um uh, no I'll, I'll tell you later but i've been bugging the label for forever to, uh, to, uh, to uh, not forever but at least the, the f- yeah. two, uh, f- two or three times I've seen you guys play at Primavera oh so, okay because i are like
1: oh let's do that. oh they're yeah. not doing well, Primavera it's hard at Primavera yeah, it's yeah. just so crazy yeah. I saw right, Superchunk yeah,
2: yeah. at Primavera and then I saw a Shellac and someone yelled out to Bob why are you seeing Superchunk and, and he said something like because they're fucking amazing that's why yeah yeah. that no, was, was a really uh, nice moment 2013 no 2010 10 okay uh, I,
0: that's I saw, the last I one I went time. to oh uh, that's yeah, okay. awesome oh okay. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. Just, yeah, that's it's really, an
2: amazing show a really great moment when he said that because <laughs> oh, yeah, they're fucking amazing that's why <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so Bob is someone
1: Bob Weston is someone that I mean one thing I really value about the the North Carolina uh, sorry the like the US indie scene if you want to call it that yeah. is that it, I feel like it really came out of punk rock yeah. and so guys like Albini or Bob Weston that I met you know in the 80s they're all still doing different things in music producing or mastering or still playing music or whatever and you know you don't get to see them that often but when you do it's like everything is the same and you all have very similar experiences uh and so you still share a lot and Weston, I stayed at his house recently in in Chicago um, and he's someone that I met when the Volcano Suns probably stayed at my house or something, you know, in like 1990, you know, I don't know, so
2: I, I liked how you said mastering instead of producing so as not, uh, so as to if Albini ever hears this, not to be mad at you.
1: Well, okay <laughs> Albini is a producer I know he likes to say he's a recording engineer which he is also but, but Bob Weston has a master as a mastering yeah. house so I just want to make sure all my are <laughs> okay thanks a lot thanks man yeah, thanks thanks. It was great.
0: thanks for listening everyone I hope that was a different interview than what you usually find anywhere else because uh, that is ultimately the point of doing this I would also like to thank Rodrigo Nogueira and plug his podcast Até Tenho Amigos Que São to which you can find links on the description over here. Uh, Don't forget and seriously, don't forget make a Google Calendar event or something, uh, but don't forget to social media up us on it at Made of Things Pod on Twitter, Made of Things on Instagram, and also download everything in the whole wide internet at Made of Things Pod on WordPress. Uh, oh, and also like the page Made of Things Pod on Facebook. That's where you like things. You can't like anything anywhere else. Hmm. Martial law much? But most importantly, subscribe to Made of Things on iTunes. So, you know, so you can get all the episodes, whenever they come out, and, um, and on your iPhone, and on your iPad, and you can be subscribed to me. I. Want. Your. Soul. That's an old reference. I hope you know that. Hmm. Tweet at me, if you do. Okay, so enough bullshit. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. There are more awesome guests coming up soon, so please keep coming back. A kiss to you
1: all.